You're listening to the Americans for Truth Hour with your host, Peter LaBarbera. Each week, you'll hear compelling interviews with everyday heroes on the front lines of the culture war. People who put faith and truth above the lies of political correctness. Americans for Truth Hour will help you to stay informed and engaged on the side of life, marriage, and the God-ordained family. Please stand with us as we work to make America, in the words of President Ronald Reagan, a shining city on the hill. And once again, one nation under God. And now, here's Peter LaBarbera. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Americans for Truth Hour. Americans for Truth About Homosexuality is a single-issue organization devoted to opposing and exposing the powerful, well-funded homosexual activist lobby, transgender lobby. Uh, we are recording this interview today. We get coming back on our interview with Amy Contrada, the great pro-family activist from Massachusetts. Amy, are you on the line? I am here. Welcome back, Amy. And folks, we have you know some explaining to do, or some splaining to do, as they say. Uh, we talked with Amy. By the time this airs, this program will be airing on April 14th. 2012 and Amy by that time the the other the part two of your our interview would have been a month ago so <laughs> we've been uh, doing a lot of things I've been uh, doing uh, spoke at um, in North Carolina with the North Carolina Family Policy Council uh, I've been doing some work there and um, also uh, well not at the council but in North Carolina and so there is a gap between the interviews but when they're all put on the website they'll be together you can re- listen to part one and part two of AFTA's interview with Amy Contrada at americansfortruth.com, all written out, americansfortruth.com or .org, and uh, just click on the button for Americans for Truth Hour. And Amy, uh, as we discussed in those first two interviews, uh, you have written a book called Mitt Romney's Deception. What's the full title of the book, Amy? His Stealth Promotion of Gay Rights and Gay Marriage in Massachusetts. So uh, you are now the world's leading expert on uh, the Mitt Romney record with regard to homosexuality. And folks, we, as we often remind people, we are not a partisan organization. We don't favor Democrats. We don't favor Republicans. We don't favor independents. We're all about the facts. And uh, so this is this program. If we say something, uh, we're talking about Mitt Romney's record. It's not out to be an anti-Romney thing. This is just uh, trying to educate people on what has happened in Massachusetts. And your state, Amy, Massachusetts, is ground zero for the homosexual activist movement, especially the homosexual youth movement in the United States. Well, it's definitely a nonpartisan um, pro-homosexual state because, as we're pointing out, Republicans here are very liberal socially very often, whether it's Romney or someone else. So it's, you know, it's uh, both parties have uh, partaken of this uh, push, especially um, as it's affecting the kids in the schools. You know, we haven't had anyone um, in either party really stand up as a hero to fight that stuff. Yeah, and, and Amy, your book has just gads, uh, tons of uh, evidence of, of the record in Massachusetts. It's shocking. I confess that I'm still not through it, Amy. You can shoot me later uh, because I've had your book for a few months now, but I'm now reading it avidly, and you did a great job. You really put the work in. How many pages? It's almost 700 pages, isn't it? It's 640 pages, lots of footnotes. You know, it's it's painful reading because it's a painful topic, especially when you deal with the uh, chapter on the kids in the schools and what's going on there. Now, how do you get the book, Amy? Is that through amycontrada.com? You can go to my website, amycontrada.com. You can actually get a $2 off 
bonus if you go through my website, or you could just go to Amazon and do um, either my name or Mitt Romney's Deception. That will pull it up. I also have the two e-books, which are excerpts from the print edition. One is focusing on what went on in the schools and also the Catholic Charities Adoptions Fiasco. Um, and the other ebook um, focuses on gay marriage and the amendment process and, and Romney's role in that. And what are the names of those books? Uh, the one is called Romney versus Family Values. Uh, that has the school focus and the Catholic Charities story focus. The other one is How Gay Marriage Came to Massachusetts. Okay. But if you just type in my name, Amy Contrada, at Amazon, it will pull up all three items. Okay, and let's spell that. A-M-Y-C-O-N-T-R-A-D-A dot com. That's Amy Contrada. And Amy, thank you for taking, uh, you know, putting in the work here. Uh, these are this stuff needs to be documented. There are some shocking things that have gone on in Massachusetts under the rubric of uh, so-called safety for homosexual youth, which is the biggest bunch of baloney that homosexual activists can promote this agenda in the name of safety because you and Mass Resistance, uh, where you uh, are a writer for, uh, massresistance.com. Uh, uh, it's mass, is it massresistance.net or .com? Uh, actually, .net would get you to my old blog, which is now in semi-retirement. That's the Mass Resistance blog, .org or .com. Or okay. The Mass Resistance, the, the current website. And now that you mention it, your old blog, which is MassResistance.net, which was the blog of Mass Resistance, Amy had the privilege of having that get, receive a content warning from eBlogger. And the, here's what the content, I just pulled it up. Here's what it says. It says, some readers of this blog have contacted Google because they believe this blog's content is objectionable. <laughs> well, lo and what a shocker. <laughs> what if we would, would put a warning on every website where somebody objected and said it was, obje- it was objectionable? Well, I think one of the things um, that the activists on the opposite side found most objectionable was that I used a lot of photographs. And they didn't like photographs of like the transgender pride parade or the, yes. the gay pride parades or the youth pride events. They don't want people to see the images because they bring the issue to life. It's the reality. And let's let me read the rest of this. It says, OK, so the first part is some readers of this blog have contacted Google because they believe this blog's content is objectionable. In general, Google does not review nor do we endorse the content of this or any blog. For more information about our content policies, please visit the blogger. Uh, terms of service. So, folks, uh, Google owns eBlogger. And here you had a bunch of homosexual activists, likely be the ones, who were complaining about Amy Contrada's blog, which is now sort of just sitting there. And so they slapped this content warning on there. Well, of course, what's the effect of that, Amy? That's That, that has the effect of making you look like some fringe website or something. I mean, imagine all Not the websites. Not only that, but people might be scared to click on it because they might be scared that they'll be confronted with whatever, you know, yeah. pornographic images, which is not what's there. But, I mean, they're, they're close to that, but that's not my fault. So can I ask you something? As somebody who's actually been the victim of this, and so has AFTA, by the way, you know, we've had our Facebook page now. We're, we're fighting to keep, you know, they're, they're always, the homosexual side has really this censorious, this, uh, this impulse to want to silence its critics. It's just mm-hmm. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what do you tell people? I mean, do you foresee the day where, where there will be websites, you know, routinely taken down by the the gay thought police well, at Glo- at Google or whatever big think, company Facebook. I think, yeah, I think if you um, do these template websites, um, they all have language that could be pulled out of the hat at any point. And 
uh, used to target the conservative voice or you know the Christian voice or whatever. So a lot. Of, I think most companies have the wording sitting in their policies already. It's just uh, they haven't quite used them to shut us down completely yet. Yeah, hateful discrimination. All these words that the mm-hmm. left has hijacked. Yeah, and you're right. These, these are sitting there sort of like a weapon that can be used at any time against mm-hmm. Christian conservative mm-hmm. biblical speech. And as you know, nobody, only the fool would doubt the homosexual lobby's willingness to use those weapons. They really do. And I'm not they, of course, there are homosexual libertarians who are quite strong defenders of free speech. But I'm talking the activists and, and mostly on the left, of course, groups like uh, Human Rights Campaign, which uh, had a hand in g- getting my friend uh, Matt Barber fired from a major from a Fortune 500 company. You know, they there is this impulse. In fact, Human Rights Campaign got me dropped from a diversity talk of all things. They're not for intellectual diversity. They're for pro-homosexual, you know, uh, one-side-only tolerance, which is not real tolerance, of course. And and here you are, Amy, you were a victim of it. But tell us, what what drove you to write this book, Mitt Romney's Deception? What drove me to write it? Um, Living in this state and living through the nightmare of 2003 to 2004, which we talked about in your uh, part two of the interview with me, I believe, um, it really was just a nightmare. It's, I wasn't even paying attention, really, to the whole homosexual issue. I mean, people may think that I have for a long time, but I, I really didn't. What hit me like you know a lightning bolt was this gay marriage ruling that happened in November of 2003, and I'm just sit, sitting in my little house, you know, bringing up my kids, doing my thing. I wasn't really politically active at that point either, except... I was somewhat concerned about sex ed in the schools, and that was getting out of control. But that was sex ed generally. wasn't necessarily focused on homosexuality, though that was an element of it. But um, I was also somewhat involved in, you know, local tax, uh, concerned taxpayer groups. But I wasn't, I wasn't focused on this stuff at all. But then when that hit, and then I sat there and watched Mitt Romney, um, his reaction to it after November 2003, and what, what happened with the unconstitutional implementation of gay marriage that just uh, got me deeply into the issue. And then, of course, I had um, one child still in the school, so I was seeing crazy stuff going on in the schools. Um, Originally, this uh, subject matter that I dealt with was going to be part of a larger joint effort book, which never came to fruition. Um, But I had already done much of the research on um, the topic assigned to me, so I went ahead and got it published. Now, folks, uh, uh, I want you to uh, make a donation to Americans for Truth, which I have to we have to live. So make a donation to us at americansfortruth.com. But really, I want you to support Amy Contrada and I want you to uh, and not just a supporter. I want you to get this book, Mitt Romney's Deception. You can get it at amycontrada.com. That's A-M-Y-C-O-N-T-R-A-D-A dot com. If you are interested in all in the homosexual agenda, especially the so-called gay youth agenda, you need to get this book. It is a reference book on the 
radical agenda coming out of Massachusetts. And folks, it is radical. So again, order the book, Mitt Romney's Deception, or you can get uh, one of the two books, How Gay Marriage Came to Massachusetts, or uh, Romney versus Family Values, all available at amycontrada.com. That's amycontrada.com. And Amy will be right back after the break. break, And we're going to talk about, you know, there's other things uh, that have been promoted, like the transgender issue in Massachusetts. We'll be right back after the break with author Amy Contrada. Welcome back to Americans for Truth Hour. I'm Pete LaBarber with Americans for Truth About Homosexuality, talking to my friend uh, Amy Contrada. And Amy, uh, you are just a a terrific researcher. You've compiled a lot of material in your book, Mitt Romney's Deception. Uh, But let's uh, let's face it, this is not an easy topic to write about and educate people about because it is depressing to a lot of people. They don't like the idea of homosexuality being promoted as normal to young people. They don't like the idea of marriage being stolen and redefined to... uh, uh, you know, attached to a behavior that God reveals in the Bible to be an abomination, which is translated as detestable. Homosexuality is a perversion. And so you're, you're on this hard topic and it's hard to sell books and educate people about that, isn't it? And that's exactly why the um, radicals have made so much progress because so many people just don't want to think about it, don't want to deal with it. They have the same attitude or, you know, sensitivity to it that we have, but they don't want to deal with it. I mean, I've, I've run into that in my own family and friends. They know it's a problem. They don't agree with the homosexual rights movement, but they don't want to deal with it. And they've got to get over that because it's gone beyond homosexuality now, as you know. Um, they're really pushing big time transgenderism, transsexuality to the kids in the schools. It's a big, a big part of what Glisten is doing right now in the schools and PFLAG and all these other national organizations. Yeah, and and Amy, um, you know, you're working at Mass Resistance, and we're, and we're going to have another show with uh, you, uh, you and uh, Brian Kamaker, the founder of Mass Resistance. But I mean, you guys, that website is replete with with just pictures, graphic photos of flyers. Oh, what? We just got a search box up finally. Yeah. Oh, so that's you're great. kidding and me. And we have behind the scenes at the moment, but about to be published, our grand reorganization, or should I say organization of the site. So it will be easier to find the Youth Pride reports, for instance, which Good. have a great impact. Yeah, you, you know, all of this is available at Mass Resistance, and I should be pl- plugging that site as well. Um, yeah, Amy, so just type in Youth Pride in the search box at our website, and you'll pull up these reports that we've done over the years that you're thinking of. Yes, and, and I want to talk about the, the transgender agenda. Uh, there's one photo I'll never, I don't think, could anybody could forget, uh, which is of one of the uh, transgender pride parades, I guess it was, in Boston or maybe some other town in Massachusetts, in which uh, you had the women marching down the streets with their healthy breasts removed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, this program airs late at night, so we don't really need a kid's warning. But, you know, that always reminds me. And so there's a woman with a flat chest with her breasts surgically removed so she can appear like a man. Where did that occur, Amy? The scars um, are really painful to look at. Um, that was the Northampton, Massachusetts Transgender Pride Parade of June 2008. And I was there with my video camera and still camera. And then another um, one of our people was out there uh, with his camera. So there were two of us documenting that. Now, that is just, Amy, so you were many, you, many women. And how many women? How many, how many, how many women? 
well, that we have pictures of. Um, no, I mean, how many were, women were taking part in that, in, or, or transgender people? Oh, there were people? at least a couple hundred people. Wow. That was, uh, uh, both ways. I mean, there were men dressed as women, and there were the women either with their shirts off or with very flat chests under their shirts, whatever. I mean, it was just, it was awful. And Northampton is, is a, a so-called gay, uh, you know, center in, in Massachusetts, uh, known, yeah, that's known for that. Smith College, the famous Smith Colleges, and then Mount Holyoke College is also out there. And those two colleges are centers for a lot of the transgender activism um, on the women's college campuses. It's, it's really quite crazy. Um, wow. And okay, just to, to to fill in on this parade, and so um, they're marching down this. They're showing off their flat chests because they want to be like men, and you know it's just unbelievable. And it's it's a reminder that ideas have consequences. Amy, well, we saw many shocking things there that day. I actually went with a bodyguard because at that point um, I was known to the cast of characters. A lot of them I see around Boston too, um, and uh, we. <laughs> It was actually a very disturbing experience for my young bodyguard. But um, one of the shocking things I saw for the first time, but I guess, again, I just wasn't informed. It's been going on for some time. The um, Massachusetts agency um, had its adoption pamphlets there for transgender would-be adoptive parents. I mean, come on. So not only are we having... um, homosexual parents being welcomed um, as adoptive parents. In fact, they get a disproportionate number of placements of, of children here in the state. Is that since the marriage ruling or, or just... Uh, no, it's been going on for many years. Um, I had a friend who worked in adoption in the Department of Social Services, and basically the whole department is controlled by radicals, and this has been going on for some time radicals and their sympathizers. But anyhow, now they're pushing to get transgender parents. And that was also at the Transgender Pride event. I was in shock when I saw that. But we do have a video of that parade and many photographs at massresistance.org. If you just type in Transgender Pride Parade 2008, you'll 2008. I think it was 2008. Maybe it was 2007. Now, you've devoted, you've devoted some amount of research to this transgender issue. Um, this is the this is the, the the young Turks of the of the whole LGBT lesbian gay bisexual transgender movement. These are the guys, and and, and basically it's it's what Amy no no boundaries right anything goes practically. You want right. to be a man, you can be a man. Yeah. It's how you perceive yourself. Or uh, tell us about how you you know what you found in researching this issue in Massachusetts. Well, what I, I have to tell you again. I think the problem is we came to this way too late. You, I, Brian, everybody who's looked at this, we've come to it too late because we didn't realize how much progress they had already made behind the scenes working with the radical homosexual organizations. I mean, for years, as as you probably know, um, the homosexual groups like the Human Rights Campaign or whatever, they didn't include the word transgender in their names. But behind the scenes, they were pushing this um, in every way they could. I found out that GLSEN, that's Kevin Jennings' uh, Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network, which is in the schools across America, with their gay clubs, when he wrote the original founding document um, that became the template for GLSEN around the country here in Massachusetts, he wrote the education report for the Governor's Commission on Gay and Lesbian Youth. Way back in 93, transgender and bisexual youth were explicitly named and included um, as their target population that they were supposedly going to be helping and protecting. So way back in 93, it was the case. And in 2000, in the infamous uh, Fistgate GLSEN workshop here in Boston, which is also at the MassResistance.org uh, website, we find that they were handing out pamphlets 
to kids about transgenderism and how to inject opposite sex hormones into your body. And then they show diagrams of she-males um, putting on a condom, you know, a, mm. a, you know, uh, you know. These are adult, per- these are adult perversions, Amy. That are being foisted on young people, and, and one it's of the been things going on for a long time, much longer than we realized. And, w- and one thing that strikes me always when you go to the Mass Resistance website or AmericansForTruth.com, dot com, the the adults w- with these. We did a story once at AFTA about a so called uh, it was a it was a sort of a Latino queer youth event, so called. They're they're calling it queer, and it was a, no, it was a prom, I think, and a so called queer prom. And one of the sponsors for this event in Chicago was a homosexual bathhouse mm-hmm. called Steamworks. Mm-hmm. They were they had a slide up. They were a sponsor. So you you have this adult perversions, this adult very uh, incredibly promiscuous like uh, you know body movement where it's all letting it all hang out. Uh, and it's and, and and you're asking children, you're you're putting children, impressionable teens or even young, you know in contact with that, you're asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. You're going to radicalize these kids, which is precisely what's happened. Well, it does go way back, Pete. Um, as you know, the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force organized those marches on Washington, 87, and I think 93 was the second one. 93 was the first time they uh, openly included the transgender movement. Well, guess who was there? Mr. Kevin Jennings was there at that march, and he had taken his gay club from the Concord Academy High School with him. Uh, to that march. So, yeah, the kids have been seeing this for some time, long before the parents had any clue this was happening. Um, but, you know, I didn't get, I, I didn't start focusing on this issue until we knew that there was a transgender rights bill pending here in Massachusetts, and then I did an analysis of that back in 2007. Um, and even at that time, it's like, we're going, what? Where is this coming from? We were way behind on uh, the background on this. We just didn't know what was going on at that level. Um, Is that perhaps what happens whenever uh, pro-family, you know, conservatives get involved in this issue? By the time they're finally paying attention, it's almost too late. Now, we may be at the point where people are finally paying attention, saying, look, they're going to they they couldn't nationalize so-called gay uh, homosexual marriage, gay marriage, as they call it. It's not really marriage, of course. Uh, it could it could go national, and when people finally wake up and say, "Hey, wait a minute," it's almost you know, it's almost too late. Yeah, we're playing catch up on all these issues, unfortunately, and it's because we don't want to think about them because they're so bizarre and awful. Um, so we have been ignoring them. Um, so anyhow, that's how I got involved. Really, in the issue was looking at this transgender rights law, which unfortunately just passed in November of 2011. We did our best to stop it. Um, but uh, the Massachusetts legislature is really out of control right now. But In, in a minute, sum, summarize that bill. What, what's it going to do, that law? Well, it, it covers everything. The only thing left out, and they left it out at the last minute, was public accommodations because there was such an outrage, including this great video on our website of huge transgender men dressed as women using women's restrooms at a Marriott Hotel here in Boston at a conference. Because, because under the homosexual uh, transgender laws, they talk about perceived gender identity. So if a guy perceives himself as a woman, he can wear a dress and mm-hmm. enter a woman's restroom. That is now accepted. Uh, you know, homosexual activists, transgender activists defend that across the country, don't they? Oh, for sure. And the definition of what makes you transgender, as you said, is basically if you feel 
like you're a woman and you're really a man, but you feel like a woman, you're a woman. It's up to what you think. You don't have to prove anything. don't have to have any uh, medical treatments. You don't have to have any surgeries or anything. You can be a, a full man just dressed as a woman and, you know, go for it in the women's restroom. So that, that was the thing that was most controversial. Unfortunately, um, the rest of the bill basically stood, including... Um, adding transgender, gender identity to the schools. Okay, we'll talk about that after the break, Amy. Uh, Transgender schools, wow. Need more of those, right? Talking to Amy Contrada, we'll be right back. Are you sick and tired of homosexuality and gay marriage being celebrated by the liberal media and popular culture? Do you worry about the radical gay agenda being pushed on young children in schools? Are you worried that the gay movement will destroy America's religious freedoms? And are you offended that Christians are called bigots and homophobes just because they agree with God that homosexual behavior is wrong? Americans for Truth About Homosexuality is a single-issue group devoted to exposing and fighting the gay agenda. They are not about hate, but love for God's truth. They are Christians, so instead of celebrating homosexuality, they lift up the many ex-gays who have left it behind and now lead godly lives through Christ. But Americans for Truth needs your help. The gay lobby has lots of money, power, and media support, but it lacks truth. Please help keep this show on the air and educate America about the dangerous goals of this anti-Christian movement. Make your gift online today at AmericansForTruth.com. That's AmericansForTruth.com. Welcome back, folks, to the Americans for Truth Hour. Americans for Truth, a single-issue organization devoted to opposing the homosexual activist lobby. We have our uh, spring money bomb where we're trying to raise $10,000 uh, to uh, just in, by the end of April to uh, help fight, you know, help keep our movement going and uh, exposing the homosexual activist movement. And we're talking to one of the leaders uh, who's helped Americans understand what exactly they're talking about when they talk about things like gay pride and transgender pride. And uh, Amy, I suppose um, just the fact that we're criticizing the so-called transgender movement would make us both transphobes, right? Yes, transphobe. That's the new word that piggybacks off of homophobe, which was an artifice itself and has been used to bully and, you know, sort of intimidate people who oppose homosexuality, implying that they have some sort of irrational fear. Well, certainly it is not irrational to oppose uh, the organized homosexual movement. It is not irrational to oppose the idea that men, biologically born males, can become women. Uh, uh, that is just common sense, and and this is a really a, a, an amazing movement that you're opposing here. T- now, t- talk about this law that you said now it applies to schools. So d- under this, under this public schools and all charter schools, which are also public schools. Does this mean that a teacher who wants to become, let's say yes. Johnny's teacher is a man, he wants to be a woman. There's nothing that, I mean, right. I, the, there's no, nothing the parents can do. What, what can the parents do? Just pull well, their kid out? They also fall, on, fall under their um, employment non-discrimination uh, part of the law. But guess what? Public schools cannot withhold any advantages, privileges, and courses of studies on the basis of gender identity. But uh, that can also open up the door to um, saying that we have to study, uh, not only not deny it to a cross-dressing student, but that we're going to have to have courses of study talking about these things. That's sort of like California, right? The, L- yeah. the, the yeah. so-called gay, gay history, gay curriculum. Mm-hmm. Well, so how did we, how, Amy, how did we get to the point 
where the, in Massachusetts, they, they can openly promote transsexuality in schools, and you still couldn't stop that bill. How, how does that happen to a state? Well, for one thing, um, they've been um, teaching this stuff through their gay clubs for a long time. They've been having posters all over the schools saying GLBT. They're, you know, the kids are really with it on this issue, whether or not their parents know it. Since 2001, um, the Governor's Commission introductory letter, Commission on Gay and Lesbian Youth, included gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender youth as their focus. Okay, and as I said, Kevin Jennings included um, bi and trans youth in his 1993 report. So this has been going on behind the scenes for a long time. So, so Governor Romney, uh, now he was uh, governor what, what years? He was governor from uh, early 2003 to early January 2007. Now, he claims that he was outraged in 2006 when we at Mass Resistance informed him that uh, there was going to be a cross-dressing MC at his Youth Pride event, which he failed to stop. Anyhow, but he claimed that uh, he didn't like that aspect of it. Well, it had been going on since, you know, the 1990s, and it was part of his official governor's commission uh, documentation, but he claimed he didn't know anything about it, and that wasn't good, and blah, blah, blah. Well, too little, too late, he still didn't stop the event. So was he really unaware? Did he just not care, or did he secretly support all of this stuff? We don't know. All I know is that there were a lot of trans-inclusive things going on in his executive offices besides what was happening in the schools with the gay clubs, um, the safe schools. And again, um, safe schools, Department of Education under his control, they sent um, their trainers out to all of the public schools to have diversity workshops, and trans was included for who knows how long, um, probably back to the early 2000s. Years. And and Amy, we can't go into it too much, but uh, you know, you've got on the website for Mass Resistance, uh, you know, some of the materials that you picked up at. at, at uh, well, everybody remembers the Fistgate scandal. Uh, at least our a lot of our listeners will remember. This is the scandal and that uh, about the two thousand Fistgate is what it was called. Uh, we're calling it. It was a conference sponsored by Glisten, the Gay Lesbian Straight Education Network, and. Uh, Massachusetts Department of Education, in which this grotesque practice of fisting was was verbally taught to uh, children. Now, at that same conference, and you can just plug in Fistgate, Mass Resistance, just Google Fistgate, and you'll get the Mass Resistance report on that. But what I had forgotten, Amy, and what you reminded me of is that that same conference uh, that was oriented towards so-called gay youth in Massachusetts had some just unbelievable material that they were passing out, sexually explicit uh, material. Describe it without getting too gross. What was passed out to kids? Well, first of all, I'll tell you who passed it out, because all of these groups are connected and they're all funded by the government. Within the Department of Public Health, and this would have been going on during Romney's term as well, there's a, a subgroup called the Justice Resource Institute, which was headed by a transsexual. Okay, the Justice Resource Institute um, had a, a youth-focused group called Boston Glass, gay, lesbian, something or other. Um, and it was that Boston Glass from the Justice Resource Institute that handed out these unbelievably hideous flyers and pamphlets. Um, one talks about oral anal, this, that, you know, and, and when to use a glove for fisting and blah, blah, blah. So we're, we're talking also, about uh, graphic perversions, graphic. dangerous perversions, and they're, and they're basically giving 
so-called instructional material to these kids. And they tell the kids to contact Boston Glass for more information, contact Bagley, that group we talked about, Boston Area Gay Lesbian Bisexual Transgender Youth Group, um, headed also by a transsexual. They tell the kids to contact PFLAG. Okay, now, another pamphlet, as I mentioned in one of your previous segments, handed out at 2000 Fiskate, was this unbelievable thing called Trans Protection, Protect Your Parts. In other words, it was a pamphlet directed at transsexuals. Um, and they do have graphic illustrations there of how to use a condom, but the person showing how to use the condom also has female breasts. And then they have a section within that same pamphlet on how to inject yourself safely with opposite-sex hormones, okay? So this has been going, and this was... Well, let's, rep- let's repeat that, folks. They're passing out a flyer for kids, for teenagers, on how to safely take female hormones, so the, th- this is consistent with what we've known, which is that the homosexual movement is now encouraging people who are, you know, not even, they're not even fully developed before they develop into the man or woman that, that God intended them to be. They are, are being taught how to take female or female hormones or testosterone, you know, depending on what they want to be, opposite sex hormones. It's just incredible. Well, let me just tell you one other thing real quick. Um, 2005, um, I exposed on the Mass Resistance blog, which is still archived there on the net, um, that the Bagley group, Boston Area Gay, Lesbian, Bisexual, Transgender uh, Youth Group, which the State Department of Education referred kids to, which Mitt Romney, Governor Mitt Romney's Youth Pride and Governor's Commission referred people to. In fact, um, they were members of the commission, the, the transsexual who heads up Bagley. Well, Bagley had on its website resources for the young people, the youth, the teenagers. One of the um, few resources listed at the time, 2005, and I exposed it on the blog, was to this thing called Transgender Care website. The Transgender Care website, which is still there, had graphic drawings for um, male-to-female sex reassignment surgery. I guess they call it gender reassignment surgery. Graphic surgical drawings of how, you know, to get yourself transformed. And that's the focus of the website. It also linked to um, chat groups with adult transsexuals. Okay, so this is where the state was sending kids. That was in 2005. Also, this person, Grace, who the transsexual who heads up Bagley, um, would give Glisten workshops. In 2005, he gave a workshop with young transsexuals, and the one bragged that um, he hadn't, let me see, was it a he or a she? He hadn't yet had his um, final surgery, so he had breasts and the male organs, so there was more to play with. And this was a, more to play with. Great. And that's this is a teenager, right? This uh, is no, that was a young adult talking young adult. to teenagers. But, but this okay. is the way they operate. They're bringing in young adults practicing... Uh, these uh, sometimes dangerous perversions, lifestyles like okay. transgenderism, trying to, to, to male to female and all that with the injecting hormones, and they're directly put in contact with with young, you know, with teenage kids. And then uh, if you dare say that the homosexual, bisexual, transgender movement is corrupting and endangering these kids, you're called a name. One other thing I want to point out really quickly at that same Glisten conference in Boston in 2005, Planned Parenthood, people usually just associate them with sort of sex ed and abortions. Well, they did a transgender workshop 
which we also documented um, in our 2005 GLSEN report. Um, and they have this radical uh, sexual identity diagram, which includes all these transgender, transsexual permutations that the kids needed to consider if they felt a little bit different. So all of this has been going on. That was going on during uh, Romney's administration, by the way. And though GLSEN is separate from the government, yes, but his Department of Education and Commission on um, Gay and Lesbian Youth worked closely with GLSEN and sent kids from the gay clubs to this So in other words, when Governor Romney took over, there was not a dramatic departure from using the Department of Education to promote this agenda? No departure whatsoever. It went on, and we tried to get them to change um, towards the end of his administration, and he still didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, that's that's disturbing. That's disturbing because whether you're Republican or Democrat, promoting homosexuality, bisexuality, transgenderism, promoting perversion to kids is a bad thing. And uh, it's dangerous for the kids. It corrupts them. Their bo- it hurts their bodies. It corrupts their mind and soul, endangers them for, you know, eternity practically if, if they... If you set them on a course towards towards this uh, lifestyle, it's not good. And yet this is precisely what Amy Contrada has been concerned about. Uh, her book is Mitt Romney's Deception. You can get that in paperback uh, through amycontrada.com. That's amycontrada.com. Her other, she has smaller versions, uh, p- portions of the book, e-books. One is called uh, How, to, How Gay Marriage Came to Massachusetts. The other one is uh, Romney and Family Values, I believe. Romney versus Family Values, those are also available at amycontrada.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks, to our last segment with Amy Contrada uh, of the ma- uh, group Mass Resistance. Uh, that is a Massachusetts-based group in, uh, that is exposing the homosexual activist movement. Amy's also the author of Mitt Romney's Deception, uh, which is a book about uh, Governor Romney and the homosexual agenda. Her website is amycontrada.com. And Amy, we only got nine minutes left, but mm-hmm. I want to ask you about, you know, there's some very large homosexual groups which are very much celebrated by the, the media, especially PFLAG, which is Parents and Friends and Family of Gays and Lesbians, some lesbians yeah. and gays. PFLAG, another group is the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force, which has a, a big uh, confab every year uh, creating change. These groups, they, they fight against marriage, pro-marriage amendments. They're very active, and yet the media never does any exposing of these groups. Briefly, if you could, tell me about something that PFLAG did and the task force to come alongside uh, this radical agenda that you've witnessed in Massachusetts. Both of these things happened uh, actually during Romney's administration, not to target him uh, too much, but in 2006, PFLAG New England had its its regional um, conference in Worcester, and if you go online, 2006 Transcending Boundaries Conference, that's where I first encountered the infamous uh, Dr. Norman Spack of Boston Children's Hospital Gender Clinic. He was just about to found and open his gender clinic at the hospital where they inject children with uh, horm- puberty hormone blocking drugs so that they can uh, switch genders more easily later. In other words, Young children, pre-puberty children, go to that clinic and get this crazy treatment. Um, PFLAG held a conference where Dr. Spack spoke and promoted um, the whole concept of transgenderism in children and what we could do to help them. Mm. And at that same conference, they had um, the New England Leather Alliance, which is a leather bondage sadomasochism group. And they had um, they had conference uh, topics on swinging, bisexuality, all sorts of crazy transgender stuff. Um, so that's PFLAG. PFLAG has p- pamphlets that push 
um, accepting your transgender child. They're, they're big on the transgender movement with children, just like all these other groups. Another shocking thing that happened, oh, and, and Romney's um, DOE, Department of Education, gave um, teachers and uh, government workers credits for attending that conference. What year was that? 2006. 2006, um, in the middle of Romney's term. Yeah, and he's the end of his term. But um, They're still giving teacher, teacher's on. credits. They're giving teacher credits yep. to attend these radical homosexual activist events. Now, another horrible, this is maybe the least reported horrible thing that happened under Romney um, in 2004. I was keyed into this by a friend who worked um, in the Department of Social Services of Massachusetts. Um, all of their social workers, thousands of social workers, were trained by the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force um, as, uh, to become more sensitive on GLBT issues with youth. So not only were they talking about accepting and supporting homosexuality and bisexuality in the young people they worked with, but they were also specifically talking about transgenderism and how um, I think their slogan was, to tolerate is an assault. You have to accept. Okay, Wait a minute. To tolerate, to tolerate homosexuals is an assault. You have to accept, or transgenders. So um, the NGLTF, National Gay Lesbian Task Force, held training sessions for thousands of people approved at the highest levels of Massachusetts government, okay? For thousands of their social workers that worked with youth, they set up a transgender youth group home right here in the town where my office is, Waltham, Massachusetts. Um, and uh, How much money were they paid by the state to do this? It's, it, I don't have that, but National Gay Lesbian Task Force still proudly posts its report online about this program. That's where I found out about it, sort of by chance that they were behind it. But my friend who uh, used to work in the department gave me all of their handouts and told me about the sessions um, that um, she he had to endure and how it was highly offensive to those people with traditional values. But they had to sit there and tear it back all this garbage or lose their job. Right. It's always about it's always about the the activists, the homosexual activists. Nobody's el- other concerns. If you're if you say you you tolerate homosexuality, oh, that's an assault. We want to be celebrated, and we want and we want to use state money to do it. Exact words written on the bullet on the uh, blackboard that the uh, participants had to copy down. Well, quote. let's get to, to let's just take it back to the whole issue here we're talking about, Amy, um, which is. Uh, you know, you you did a book about Romney's agenda because obviously, I mean, you must have had different expectations for the Romney administration. You're probably thinking you and Brian Kamaker and others, hey, it's going to be a lot different. And you're and what you're saying is basically, the, the agenda was just basically allowed to keep keep on yeah. going, and there was nothing Rolled to slow along, it. and nothing nothing put a even a. Uh, you know, nothing slowed it down at all. If anything, it just got worse and worse. Yeah, he was. Now, again, I do. I don't know what was going on in his mind. Did he really not know about this? Does did he know about it and he was okay with it? Did he just not care? I don't know. Right. All I know is that things got worse, and I was hopeful when I voted for him that uh, this stuff would, uh, you know, be exposed because I associate Mormonism with strong fam- family traditional values. So it was uh, quite surprising to us that uh, there was absolutely no interest within his administration of, of, of trying to slow this stuff down or reverse it. Well, you know, and that's sort of a picture of where we are in the whole struggle. One side is very aggressive. 
they they very much push their their allies, their political allies. They they get things done. They they say, hey, we want a transgender rights bill, and and even though it's uh, going to be very controversial, we want you to push it through. Meanwhile, the countervailing side, uh, you know, we we uh, we know this is important, but. Uh, uh, many times the people they, they count as allies are really not interested in, in this homosexual issue and they don't really want to uh, to stop it <laughs> or to, to try to stop well, it. Well, we don't have any money on our side. That's one of the problems, too. And the um, sexual radical movement has tons of money. And uh, I do think that the politicians uh, either don't want to cross them or they want to access that money. Yeah, yeah. And that is a lot of money. And now we see, uh, you know, flash forward a decade or two or and you see a powerful libertarian homosexual republicans giving money to the effort to uh put marriage attach marriage to homosexuality which is preposterous you see now uh, the the and we're going to talk about this with when we have our next show with you and brian but uh you know there there's the money is now hitting the republican side Mm -hmm. amy uh the book is out. Uh, it, again, it's at amycontrada.com, amycontrada.com. If you were to have, well, you got a couple minutes here. If somebody were to say, Amy, how bad can it really be in Massachusetts? Forget about just the whole Romney issue, just the whole, the homosexual agenda. And if you, and you wanted to, to give them a, 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 an idea, a picture of how bad it is in your state with this promotion of homosexuality, even to kids, what would you tell them? Uh, well, let me just say personally, I used to love going into Harvard Square and downtown Boston, and I don't anymore. Um, Why is that? <laughs> well, it's it's overrun with with strange um, people now. Even in the the far suburban restaurants um, outside of Boston, which is where I tend to stick to, because you know you don't have twenty five thirty dollar parking fees for one thing. Um, very often I run into cross-dressers. <clears throat> I mean, I was in a little suburban restaurant not too long ago with my husband, and here was a man who was probably 6'3 or 6'4 dressed in his uh, his uh, office pearls and flats and a lady's suit with a wig on and lots of pancake makeup all over his face. You know, it's, just, it's just sitting so... Sitting there with his, apparently, his wife, a normal woman. And I'm sort of elbowing my husband. I'm saying, "Oh my gosh!" And he just averts his eyes. You know, <laughs> yeah. so, so, I sit here and enjoy my dinner. Yeah. It's, so it comes right down to, Amy. Thanks so much for being on the show. But it comes right down to normalizing perversion, folks. That's what it's all about, uh, and forcing others to accept uh, what is going on. Uh, th- this radical redefinition, not just of sexual attraction, uh, normal sexual attraction, but also uh, gender itself. So we'll be back with Amy and Brian in their next program, but this is Pete LaBarber with Americans for Truth. Thank you. This was the Americans for Truth Hour with your host, Peter LaBarbera. Tune in Saturdays at 11 p.m. to hear compelling interviews with everyday heroes on the front lines of the culture war. People who put faith and truth above the lies of political correctness. Stay informed and engaged on the issues of life, marriage, and the God-ordained family. Please stand with them as they work to make America, in the words of President Ronald Reagan, a shining city on the hill. And once again, one nation under God. The Americans for Truth Hour, Saturdays at 11 p.m. on AM 1160.